I think I've juggled for a long time the juxtaposition of fun and changing the world and trying to unpack and unravel that tension. I remember when I was a little girl boycotting grapes in support of the farm workers and Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta. And I also remember being a kid and wanting to eat grapes. So I get it. Like I, I'm, I'm curious about um, how we do this hard work and how we do it with a light heart, sometimes a heavy heart, but a light heart often enough to keep the work going. You're listening to The Playful Podcast with Christine Mitchie. Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Playful Podcast. Today, we're doing something a little different. I've got two quick segments for you where I am sharing some examples of some of the activities that I do with Impactful, my company, where I meet with um, nonprofit organizations, foundations, basically folks that are professionally engaged in this change work, like many of the folks that you hear on the podcast. And I've got two different kind of workshop activities that I'm going to describe to you on today's episode. One is called Sugar and Salt, and one is called How I Came to Care, or Your Impact Origin Story. So you'll probably recognize some of the themes um, related to the conversations that you hear about on Playful Podcast, but there's a little bit more it's a little more prescriptive, a little more descriptive in case you want to do some of these um, activities with your own group or organization. Hope you find it enjoyable. It's, I think, a ton of fun, and I think it really pulls out of people and pulls out of groups really great individual learnings and then learnings that connect us to each other, build community, and great strong teams. Enjoy. So let's settle in for a moment and talk about <laughs> something that's usually pretty boring in conferences and management settings and uh, retreats called a SWOT analysis. And that stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And um, I suspect most people in business have encountered this at one point or another. And I was about a year ago uh, asked to lead a retreat for directors um, from a really wonderful nonprofit organization where I've done some work. And it seemed like an obvious part of the retreat to meet some of their goals was to have the directors individually and as a group do a SWOT analysis to identify some of these things, their streaks, weaknesses, et cetera, and those for the organization so that they could work on them individually and together. And I was looking at it and I've looked at it before and I was making quadrants and, and other sorts of graphic uh, you know, lists and bullet points and all that. And I thought, wait, I don't know. This is just, just not this is boring. I don't think this is going to accomplish our goal, although I do think the goal is important. So at the same time, I had been listening to, guess what, a podcast. And I, God, I don't even remember which one it was, but somebody was talking about uh, enthusiasm. The The podcast was talking about enthusiasm. And I related to that because I've, I've often been told and think of myself as someone who's got enthusiasm as one of my, you know, primary traits. And they described enthusiasm as being something you can't really teach. You kind of have it or you don't, or it is sparked unwittingly in certain circumstances. And at other times it's not, you can't really fake it, I guess, as, as was the point was. And the podcaster talked about how that reminded him of when you put, if you were to put a spoonful of sugar in your mouth, you couldn't really 
you know, plan your reaction. It would be visceral and physical and you, your face would, you know, make a certain, you know, your face would look a certain way. Your, your body would react because of that. Similarly, I started to think if you put a spoonful of salt in your mouth, you would react a certain way. You couldn't control that. So it got me thinking about sugar and salt as a metaphor for our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I went forward on that retreat and have done this many times since. And I went to the market and bought a big bag of sugar. And I bought a one of those blue iconic cartons of salt with the girl with the umbrella and set those out on the table and said, hey, I was going to take you through a SWOT analysis, but it occurred to me that might be a bit boring. So I had this other idea and I had a spoon now, I didn't actually do that, and it makes me think that I probably should do that and record it, and maybe I put it on my website um, to see what that actually looks like, because I, I have a feeling I know, but it'd be pretty funny to record it. Anyways, I said, so let's talk about our sugar and our salt when it comes to our professional lives. And I went first, and I said, here's my sugar, and here's my salt professionally. So for me, sugar is, hey, Christine, uh, there's this conference coming up. We want you to go to it. There's going to be this cocktail party or reception. It's going to be about a thousand people there. We'd love you to go there and meet as many people as you can, get their names and numbers. And then if you could jump up on stage and say a little something to the group to get everybody enthused and inspired about the work we're setting out to do. I'd be like, oh yeah, that is my sugar. Put that in my mouth and I'm like, sweet, and I'm on. Now my salt is, hey, Christine, we've got this new project management software that um, we're going to want you to install on your device and then... If you could start plotting um, all of your projects into it, I'm like, oh my God, it just makes me want to, I don't know, it makes me want to puke, but I think it's definitely a salt reaction as if uh, someone put a, a spoonful of salt in my mouth. I do not want to do that. And I viscerally kind of reject cellularly that activity. Now, that's not to say that I'm not willing to learn uh, to do the things that aren't my favorite for sure, but what I learned about that and then shared with, with the group at the retreat, and like I said, I've done this since with other groups, is each of us then stood up, or each of us can, or each of you can now, stand up yourselves and identify your own sugar and salts. And then in whatever group you're working with, have your teammates and colleagues do the same and share those. Because what we found, guess what, is that there were people in the room who the idea of standing up on stage or going to a cocktail party and meeting as many people as possible just made them want to puke. And those people that wanted to just, oh my God, give them another app, give them another platform, monday.com, uh, Belay, or um, Basecamp, or all those CRMs, right? I don't, oh man, they give me nightmares to think about them. But there's people who love that. And so what we did when we, I put big post-its up and said, you know, write down your sugars and put your name next to it. Write down your salts and put your names next to it. And then let's match up because clearly there are partnerships evident when we look at those lists of how we can work together to get things done, complementing each other in our strengths and our weaknesses, et cetera, creating opportunities and negating threats. So I send that out to you all, sugar, salt. It's a really fun activity and it might break you out of that uh, kind of management, consulting, SWOT analysis mindset, but get you some of the same results that you want for your own reflection and the reflection and uh, collaboration of your team. Enjoy.
So I get to have a lot of fun leading retreats and other sorts of workshops and gatherings with change makers. It's the wonderful work that Impactful gets to do. And one of the activities that I thought would be fun to share on the pod that you could certainly do, you listeners on your own as you're listening or in groups, is called How I Came to Care. And I have done this with small groups, one-on-ones, and um, larger groups. And let me tell you a little about it. So How I Came to Care, another kind of subtitle for it is Your Impact origin story. And what you do is you take best is if you have a spiral notebook and you open it up and lay it out flat. So you've got, you know, both sides, you've got two eight and a half by 11 or whatever size notebook it is, pages laying side by side um, on either side of the spiral. And you make a timeline literally with a hash mark um, on the day you were born, your birthday, all the way through to whatever day it is you're doing the activity and draw that you know horizontal line across and then start making the hash marks along the continuum from your birth date to the present date and each of those will represent an answer to your question how did i come to care and what i mean by that is for change makers movement builders and honestly i think most people out there in the world if they pause and think about when and how they care about other people, how that shows up in their life, they can also trace back to a memory about when that started. And I think what it highlights is, I think, an, our innate desire as humans to connect with other humans and our innate sense of you know empathy and caring for others. And What's especially cool about, you know, the change makers that I get to work with and that you meet on the podcast, on Playful Podcast, are these folks who have turned that into, in many cases, a life calling. So when I ask groups to do this work, they are usually surprised by the question and then pretty excited to dig in once they start really reflecting back on what was the moment? Who were the people? What were the times when I realized, you may have heard me say sometimes on the podcast when I'm talking to guests, when did you look up? You know, when we do the ice cream segment every episode, most episodes called What's the Scoop? I'll say, what's the scoop on how you came to care? And they will usually start to talk about that moment. So you can do this same exercise and you can have ice cream. In fact, I recommend it, but you don't have to have ice cream. Uh, You can do the same exercise with yourself, with, with team members, with groups, and start chronicling. When we do it on Playful Podcasts, we just ask that origin story, that first story. But then what I'd ask you to do and what I do with group settings is plot out all the different moments as that continued to build on itself and reinforce itself. So I will share that my impact origin story, I came to find out actually when I was speaking with my mom not too long ago about it, that I actually, um, my what I thought was my origin moment 
was when I was eight years old. In talking to her about that and sharing that story from my memory, she said, actually, um, it, if you, you know, she said it was up to me to say if this was my origin story, but she told me that when I was four years old, we went door to door on our first or my first political campaign, and we were living in Los Angeles. And we went door to door for Tom Bradley, who was running at the time to be mayor of Los Angeles and would have been the first African-American mayor. He was that. um, He didn't win that election. He won subsequently, and he did become the first African-American mayor of L.A. And she told me that we walked door to door on his campaign when I was four. And I just like blew my mind. I thought I knew what I did when I was eight. I know what campaign I, I worked on there. And I know that my family was very involved in that was 1972, the political, the presidential campaign. Also, that was, of course, the Vietnam era. And um, a lot came from and after that. But then she shared with me that story from when I was four. So that was pretty cool to find out. And then I went back to my origin uh, timeline and added in a little, you know, a little prescript, I guess, not a postscript, a prescript of that four years prior. And so I have noted along the way many moments, and often they included many important people. My grandmother is an example. She was an activist uh, much of her life. And when I was really young, I remember her her activism started when she wrote letters to the editor. This was also in Los Angeles. And she was a prolific writer of letters to the editor to the LA Times. And she had a her typewriter in the back bedroom that always had a piece of paper in it. And when we would come to visit, she was often back there and or she would come out to say hello when we arrived. And if I snuck back there later in the day, I would see that she was midway through a letter. And in fact, a cool thing about that, when she was 75, she went back to college and finished her degree. She had left UCLA, where she attended in the 30s, um, to marry my grandfather, who was a couple years older. And she went back when she was 75 and finished her degree. Her name was Eileen Murphy. I want to make sure not to miss saying her name and my grandfather, William Murphy. And when she graduated from college at age 75 for her graduation gift, we had gone back to the LA Times records which at that time was microfish, uh, microfiche, I guess it was called. And those of you who are old enough to know that you would look at these old films on a kind of and funny old machine anyways. And you had to, to, we found the letters and we reproduced them and put them in a small bound volume. Makes me think I should do, and I bet I will, I'll do a, a whole episode on my grandmother and how she inspired my, um, my life and my, my work she um so more about that well you'll hear in another episode but we published the the book for her printed it up and uh bound it and the cover and the title was better to light a candle and that was her motto is better to light a candle than curse the darkness and then we found these dozens and dozens of letters that she'd had written and not only i should say they were published she was very successful getting her her thoughts into the paper so Stories like that show up again and again. And then I, and then of course, I've been blessed with getting to do work in the change sector for so many years. I I started that back in 1993. And so there's a lot of stories that, you know, that tell the story that it, why I chose it as a career. And then once it became my career, how I continued to hone and deepen my, my caring and my caring story. 
So the impact origin story, how I came to care is a really wonderful exercise. And I'll say a neat thing about the podcast has been that I had my eyes opened and have had continue to have my eyes opened to how recently for some of my guests, that real trans transformational moment happened. Some happened, it happened for them during the Black Lives Matter summer back in 2020. Uh, others in, you know, even more recently, and then some, of course, further back, but not necessarily than when they were four and eight, which is to say, I think it's especially interesting because for me, it included sort of a family story. I mentioned my grandmother, my mom and dad taking me door to door for Tom Bradley. So it was sort of a family thing. And I'm really fascinated by, uh, for those of you for whom it wasn't necessarily a family story or a family endeavor, but it became yours and how that came to pass, who influenced you if it wasn't a family member. And so those are wonderful things to dig into. So I really um, recommend that to you. Hope you enjoy the exercise. And uh, and I would love to find a way, maybe we'll figure out how to put it on the website where you can send in um, examples of photos of your timeline. So thanks everybody and have some fun. Stay tuned for Double Scoop, two delicious insights from today's episode. All right, so today's Double Scoop on this Double Idea episode includes one from each. So on salt and sugar, the scoop there is to lean into your strengths. Don't be afraid as an individual or as a group and team to emphasize that spoonful of sugar. If everybody in a group, everybody on your team or staff is resonating like a spoonful of sugar with what they're working on, start there. You might be able to get it all done with that. You may not have to have half the people or even two or three of the people well, sorry, I know you love to do this, but we need you to do this other thing. You might be able to find with enough variety as there is out in the world that your team is going to include people who have different sugar and different salt. And if everyone gets to do their sugar, try that first and then see if there's something missing. Not to say that there's not all kinds of great, you know, value in learning to build on our weaknesses and overcome them, of course, but start with sugar and see what happens. All right, scoop two on how I came to care, I'd say has to do with honoring your own personal history and that of your ancestors. Thinking back on your own life and the life of those that raised you or came before you, I bet your origin story of how you came to care shows up there and you'll find it as you look for it. It will infuse your work and connect you to it. It will also connect you to others and sharing these origin stories is a really powerful way to get groups started on work together. Or maybe your group's been together for a while and it could provide a really neat reinvigorating moment. So have some fun with both those ideas. Thanks all. Thank you for listening to The Playful Podcast with Christine Mitchie. You can find Christine on LinkedIn or learn more about her work with changemakers worldwide at impactfulinc.com. That's impactful with two L's, I-N-C.com. And you can find all episodes of The Playful Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you get your favorite podcast content. See you next time.